Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful you've joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. All right, friends, we are in the middle of summer season, which means, like our previous episode, we are in the middle of PCS, or moving season, permanent change of station for many military families. This is the time of year when we are uprooting our entire lives and when we are traveling to a new location and settling in. If you are not traveling, or even if you are, maybe you are taking road trips or flights or vacations or going to visit family, whatever the case may be, summertime is typically a time of people on the move. And with that comes a lot of tricky coordination of how do we feed our families, right? How do we feed them keep our sanity, save money, and not go crazy in in the process of just balancing all of that. So that is what we are going to talk about today is specifically meals on the road also could be meals during PCS. Now, this won't be talking about like purging your pantry or, or all the specifics of moving, but this is actually like while you're on the road, what sorts of things can we be packing and how can we be feeding our family and planning? For those of you who know me, I'm a registered dietitian by trade. And my specialty is actually feeding families and families and nutrition on a budget. So this is a real joy to bring this topic for you guys today. Please make sure that you are sharing it with your friends, sending us your comments and your responses. We love to get that feedback. And I especially would love to know what you guys think about today's topic because this is my heart song and what I love to do. A little later in our episode, we are going to hear from today's sponsor, Navy Mutual. And they are a fantastic resource both for us here at the Mill Housing Nation and the Mill Housing Network, but also for all of you, our military community, both friends and family, or our military members. But they're a great resource for finances for military life. And again, we're going to hear from them a little later. So let's jump right into it. I have a couple of really easy takeaway points, and I'm going to try to keep this succinct today in the interest of PCS season and road trip season. And we need to know what works and what doesn't, right? Okay, so we're going to get right into it. First of all, when you are planning how to feed your family on the road. Well, of course, have a plan. I would not recommend as a mom of three and military spouse, I would not recommend loading everyone in the car and hoping for the best. As many of you know, if you've listened before, I live in interior Alaska currently, sort of out in the boonies, also known as the Alaskan bush. If you are not in the major city, then you're considered in the bush. So I live out in the Alaskan bush and leaving on a road trip with no plan could be very stressful. Case in point, we took a road trip recently and told friends, we're going to buy our groceries before we go. And I said, there's not a grocery store between here and where we're camping. Yes, I know it's 300 miles. No, I'm not joking. Guys, there literally is not a grocery store for 300 miles. Okay. So I know firsthand that leaving the house without a plan can turn into a really dire situation. You might end up somewhere random with hangry kids and uh, no plan. So don't do that. That will be a topic for another day of how I came to learn this lesson so painfully. But leave your house with a plan. And when you're planning, consider your schedule. You know, what time of day are you hitting the road? Uh, Where are you going to be around certain times? What's the traffic pattern look like? Is there somewhere in your location that you want to eat or along your way? How do you time that out, right? So consider your schedule. Maybe you feed the kids 
breakfast and you get in the car. Maybe you're an early riser and you're going to get in the car and an hour or two later, you're going to give everybody breakfast, right? Because you're getting up before the sun. So consider what your schedule looks like. How long are you on the road? What are your start and end times? That is really important to know, you know, kind of what window you're looking at for feeding your family. Also consider your budget. If you are on a vacation where you don't want to do any planning or any work and you've budgeted for that and said, you know what, we are not going to stress at all. We are just going to kind of go with what works. Well, make sure that you have a budget that supports that. Likewise, if you're on a tighter budget, then be mindful of what options you have. You know, you might say, oh, well, we'll just get the kids something to eat, but you could end up somewhere where you're paying, you know, three or $4 for a gas station hot dog. And when you're on a tight budget, three or $4 per food item for gas station hot dog and chips, that's not exactly where we want to be spending that budget, right? So keep in mind your budget when you're planning. Also your environment, where are you going to be? If you're going say to the beach, I would recommend assembling your sandwiches before you get there and having them in plastic bags. I would not recommend trying to assemble sandwiches at the beach. Sand and dust and all those things, you know, I know they're called sandwiches, but nobody wants actual sand in their sandwiches. So consider your environment of both where you're eating and where you're prepping the food. If you're eating in the car, a sushi rice bowl might might not be the best option for eating in the car. So consider, you know, your schedule, your budget, your environment, and also your cooler space. Do you have a cooler that you're traveling with? How big is it? You don't want one that's too big that has to be completely full of ice because there's a ratio between keeping that temperature cold and how much ice you need. And if there's a lot of open air, then it's gonna, you know, not regulate the temperature as well. So if you have a giant cooler, but it's not full, So all these things go into what am I going to feed my family on the road, right? So you have to sort of look at that schedule, budget, environment, cooler, sort of assembling that plan of like, what do I have to work with? What are all those moving parts? Okay, so that's the first thing. It's sort of looking at where you're starting. What what are you working with? Second, shop at home first, meaning pack food that you can't easily buy on the road. Maybe you have food allergies or you're going to be in a remote location, or maybe you have perishables like fruits or vegetables or lunch meats or, you know, yogurts that are going to go bad before you were to return back to home. Or if you're PCSing, then obviously, you know, those things need to go with you or go in the trash. So you want to pack food from home that you need to be eating or that isn't easy to purchase. Cheese sticks are easy to purchase at a gas station or easy to purchase, you know, at a grocery store along the way and throw in the cooler. Those are an easy one. Freshly chopped bell peppers are going to be a little trickier. So kind of Shop at home first and also for your snacky foods. If you have a big bulk store, maybe you normally shop at Costco or a Sam's Club or something similar, or even you just buy, you know, family packs of chips or, you know, goldfish or granola bars, it might be worth packing that up at home and taking that with you. We've done a couple different ways. We've, you know, packed everything in a snack bag and one of us kind of doles it out along the road. We've also given everybody, you know, say a gallon size bag and said, here are your you know, your non-perishables, your your fruit snacks and your granola bars and your chips, here is for the day. Do with it what you will, but like that's all, you know, other than the cooler food, like that's all you're getting for the day. So that is gonna be really dependent on your sanity, the maturity of your kids, the ages of your kids. I will say I have a six-year-old who is not trustworthy with that plan. Uh, She will eat the entire contents of the bag in about 47 minutes. And then we will spend the rest of the day listening to her complain about being bored and hungry. So know your kids, know what you're working with. But when you're packing up and you're making your plan for how you're going to feed everyone, look at what you have at home first, because ultimately those are foods that you've already paid for. So that's going to save you money. Anything you can bring from home is going to save you money because that's money that's already been spent. Okay. So that's first, you know, you're kind of looking at 
what you have to work with. Second of all, looking at what you have at home that you can take with you, what can go on the road, what have you already purchased. Next is you need to decide whether or not you're going to use disposable or reusable containers. And I know this sounds like such a like duh moment, but as someone who lives in a remote location, bringing reusable containers doesn't always suit us well. We don't always have an opportunity to wash them out. Likewise, bringing disposable containers creates a lot of waste. And then, you know, I need a disposable container to come home on the return trip from wherever we're going or, you know, the next day of the road trip. So there's pros and cons to either one. Of course, environmentalism comes into play, budget, you know, we typically buy lunch meat that comes in a container. Um, There's multiple brands that come in a plastic container that are relatively disposable, but also reusable. Those are typically our road trip containers because if something happens and a kid steps on it or, you know, whatever, I won't even go into all the details that can happen on a road trip. But if that needs to be thrown away, you're not throwing away something that you've spent a lot of money and time acquiring, you know, like a nice silicone bag or something. But it's a little sturdier than, you know, a disposable plastic bag. So consider where, you know, how you want to pack up your food and how you want to transport it. I will say that glass jars in the cooler work really well for strawberries. If they're not wet, if you've rinsed them, dried them thoroughly, put them in a glass jar with the lid tight, that will help keep them um, safe, keep them from getting squished, but also help them not get moldy. So That is a really random thing to know and a random thing to have in your cooler. But if you want to travel with strawberries, that is what I have found to be the best way um, to have them last, you know, more than one day in the cooler. Okay, we are going to put a pin in this now and take a minute to hear from our sponsor, Navy Mutual. Trust is everything. For 140 years, Navy Mutual has been safeguarding your family and your future. Navy Mutual's financial strength and stability ensures they'll be there when you need them the most. They are there to provide members high-quality, low-cost life insurance and annuities, educate the military and uniformed service community at large on matters of financial security, and to help members secure their earned survivor benefits. With commitment, competence, and character, for Navy Mutual, it's all about trust. Okay, we are back. Now, remember, before our pause, we heard some tips for planning our road trip and planning, you know, eating in the car during PCS or on a road trip looking at your environment. What do you have to work with? Shopping at home first. What kind of containers are you using? Next, you want to look at where you might want to eat out. Now, the reason I say that is it's important. These two next points kind of go together. One is to eat out on purpose. We'll talk about that in a minute. But two, think about hybrid meals. And by hybrid, I mean, it's not fully from home and it's not fully from, say, a fast food restaurant. Case in point, when we are In the South, we love to go through chicken places, Chick-fil-A, Zaxby's. There's a number of them all over the Southeast. That's where they're the most common. But we love to go through for that. But I don't need every member of my family to have their own side of fries or or fried vegetable. So we will typically get a couple of meals, bigger meals. We'll make the entrees larger. We'll make the fries larger, maybe two or three drinks to share. And then we will also pack like squeezy applesauce or carrot sticks or something to sort of make that meal go together to sort of bulk it up a little bit, put some fiber in our bellies to fill us up. But I'm not having to fully pack our lunch, and I'm also not having to fully rely on fast food, especially if you're on a road trip that's multiple days or you're PCSing, it might not be a good fit for your for your belly to have every single meal be solely from, you know, a fried food place. So take that into consideration. This is a great way. Hybrid meals is a great way to sort of bring in that fiber, bring in fruits and vegetables or bring in other snacks that you like to have, or even if you have food allergies, 
bring in those food items and also still be able to eat on the go. There are options to go, you know, to places where you can build your own salad or build your own bowl and, and things like that. But those start getting very spendy, especially if you're planning for your entire family and especially if you're planning for multiple meals or multiple days. So keep in mind that sort of idea of a hybrid meal of, okay, well, we're going to drive through or we're going to grab this thing or my kids happen to love Costco or, or gas station hot dogs. Great. We're going to have a hot dog, but that's not all we're having. Let's also bring some food from home. So hybrid meals is one thing to think about. With hybrid meals, that sort of leads us into where you are going to eat out and eating out on purpose. And when I say eating out on purpose, I mean knowing that, you know, when you land, this happened to us over the Christmas break. When you land at your destination, you know that the kids are going to want to drive through Chick-fil-A. So you plan for that and say, yep, guys, as soon as we leave the airport, we're going to go get Chick-fil-A. That allows you to keep that in the front of your mind so that when you're getting meals earlier in the day or other parts of the day, oh, well, we're going to have this for dinner. Or there's um, my mom's hometown has a restaurant called Taco Town. And we've been going there for as long as I can remember. The first stop, whenever you drive into town, it's about eight hours from the city I grew up in. We get back to my mom's hometown. We have to be there before Taco Town closes because that is where we are going to dinner. And everyone in town, all of our family members are going to meet us there. No matter who we are staying with, the first night in town, you always eat at Taco Town, right? So that's something we plan for. So I know I'm not going to drive through, say, a Taco Bell on the way because I'm going to Taco Town when I get to my mom's hometown. So think of those kinds of things, eating out on purpose, foods that maybe um, remind you of that location, foods you're really excited about. We always go to a website called TV Food Maps, I believe is what it's called, but it's all of the places that have been on TV for food. So like diners, drive-ins and dives or man versus food or best thing I ever ate. Yes, obviously we are foodies in my house. And so we honestly plan our trips based on where we want to stop and eat. Tomorrow we're taking a road trip and we are planning around being able to stop somewhere for lunch that we really, really love. It's unique to this one location, right? So eat out on purpose. Do you have times where you're driving through last minute because you don't have a better plan or you're eating in a gas station? Yes. But if you do a little bit of planning ahead and know, okay, in this destination or this location or this stop along the way, I want to eat this particular food, that sort of allows you to plan around that, knowing that that's going to be kind of the highlight of your meals for the day. And you can do other things around that. And then the last thing to consider is after you've sort of planned all that, where do we want to eat? What do we want to hybrid? What do I have from home? Am I using disposable or or reusable containers? Also, the last thing as you're planning is how do you transport everything? Um, We talked a little bit about looking at the cooler and sort of what space you have, but what things can stay out of the cooler, right? So apples, oranges, those don't have to go in a cooler. Those can stay out. If you get apple slices, those need to be in a cooler. Whole apples can be in the car, like in your dry foods bag. The same thing for like cherry tomatoes. Those can be in your dry foods bag. Those don't have to be in a cooler. If you have bell peppers that are already cut up, those need to be in a cooler. Bag salad, that needs to be in a cooler. If you're traveling with milk, a lot of the times you can go in the dry section of the grocery store. Sometimes it's in baking. Sometimes it's in the coffee aisle but there are cartons of milk. They are a little bit more expensive depending on where you live than the refrigerator milk, but these little boxes of milk don't have to be refrigerated until they're opened. I know Costco also has organic individual milks that you can send in a lunchbox, but they don't have to be refrigerated until they're open. So if you like to travel with milk for your kids or cereal or oatmeal or something like that, those might be a good option. Getting that shelf-stable milk that doesn't have to be in a cooler till after it's open, that allows you to free up that cooler space instead of traveling, you know, with a 
mostly gone quart of milk, that kind of thing. Also, there are a few foods that we like to freeze and sort of use as our ice packs, if you will, especially if we're not going to be somewhere that we can refreeze an ice pack, right? If we're going to be in a hotel or we're going to be camping and we're not sure if we can refreeze an ice pack, well, the ice pack is only good as long as it's frozen. And then now it's just another thing I have to keep track of. And bagged ice is great, except for now everything's soaking wet, right? So a really good um, sort of substitute, you could say, is to freeze some of your food items. Food items that I have found that freeze well. Grapes freeze really well. Once they're fully thawed, they will be mushier because of the way the ice cut the ice crystals compromise the cell walls. However, frozen grapes are delicious. I can't eat them. My teeth are too sensitive, but my family loves frozen or partially frozen grapes. So grapes freeze really well. Same thing for blueberries. Those can freeze pretty well and you can kind of munch on them while they thaw. From a Vegetable perspective, I have not found many vegetables that freeze well without getting mushy or getting compromised. Maybe carrots, but vegetables are a difficult one. But lunch meats, things like salami, turkey, um, pepperoni, those freeze really well. Same thing with cheese. Cheese sticks, cheese slices, shredded cheese, anything like that. Those are going to freeze well, and you're going to be able to use those as additional ice packs in your cooler. So you can freeze your lunch meat, say we're doing this in an upcoming trip. We're going to do pack sort of a charcuterie or a snacky lunch, whatever you want to call it, lunchable. But we're going to pack some crackers, which will stay out of the cooler. But lunch meat, cheese, fruits, veggies, things like that. And we are going to freeze the meat and cheese the night before so that it acts as an additional ice pack in my cooler. Also, you can freeze Uncrustables. Those normally come frozen. You can make homemade Uncrustables. You can freeze sandwiches. So you can make your ham and cheese sandwiches, and then freeze them. And as they thaw, you can eat them. Same thing with Uncrustables. Those are things that you can use as your ice pack that you can sort of purchase frozen, toss them in the cooler. And those could be the last items you eat for the day as you're eating your more perishable foods along the way. You also could freeze yogurt. There's a couple of yogurt brands that come in a tube that you can freeze. You could also just freeze regular yogurt in a cup and then, you know, eat it after it thaws and unfreezes. You have to mix it up for consistency. But there's lots of ways that you can freeze things to put in your cooler to make your life easier as you are packing. So these are some of my favorite tips. These are the ways that I sort of help simplify that process of eating out of your car, essentially, on the road. So sort of looking at where you're starting, where you're ending, what's your schedule, what's your environment, you know, where are you eating and when, essentially. Shopping at home first, seeing what you can bring from home or what you've already purchased. Are you going to use disposable or reusable containers? How are you going to plan for that? Are you going to do hybrid meals? That's going to be a great way to save time and save money, get in some extra nutrition, making sure that you are eating out on purpose, choosing places that you love or that you're really looking forward to for eating. And then, of course, finding foods that you can freeze to act as additional ice packs in your cooler. These are just a couple of ways that you can eat on the go, save money, save time, make it a little easier for yourself, and ideally spend your brain space enjoying whatever the trip is that you're on with the people that you love the most. If you have additional ideas or recommendations or tips and tricks you use for your family, please send those in. Send those to us via email. Put those in the comments. We would love to know. Share those in the Facebook groups. Let us know what things you like to do when you are eating on the go or eating during a move. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community, no matter where you are stationed.